Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you. Please stand. Happy Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday. Just as people ran to welcome Jesus into the city that day that would ultimately lead to his crucifixion and resurrection, we say, welcome Lord, right? Welcome Lord into our service this morning. Welcome Lord. God, we thank you. Be glorified in all we say and do. Amen.
songs. There's songs that we sing to God, and then there's songs that we sing about God in a way that we testify what he's done. We just tell people about his goodness. We say it. And so these songs today are a lot about, about God and his goodness and telling your story like Pastor Corey and Pastor Brandon and Pastor Greg have been talking about celebrating your story and breaking free from the things that keep us from telling our stories. So this is a new song, brand new song, not the one we learned last week. We're going to do that next. But this is a brand new song called I Thank God. Come on, I need your help. Wandering into the Wanting a place to hide, it's where it's safe. It's kind of old. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I
catch my breath. Right <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We okay. ain't stopping. <laughs> All right, this uh, this next song is the one that we uh, learned last week. Uh, if, if y'all weren't here, it's uh, pretty easy to pick up, but it's all about the power in the name of Jesus. The power that breaks every chain, that looses every shackle, that delivers, that frees, that saves. That's the power in the name of Jesus. There's a name that levels mountains, calls out highways through the sea. I've seen his power unravel by, right in front of me. There's a faith that stands to fire Sends Goliath to his knees I've seen his praise unravel shackles Right off my feet Cause that's a power of your just a mention makes a wing. Giants fall and scoreboards break. And there is healing. And that's the power that I claim. It's the same that rolled the grave. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Can you testify this morning? Nothing like you, Jesus. There's a hole that calls out courage. In the furnace, I'm afraid. The kind of daring expectation. Oh, 
Thank you. 
Amen. 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 Pray with me this morning. Lord Jesus, we love you. We say with the people who welcomed you, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, from the moment your ministry began, you announced the kingdom is here. Repent and believe. God, the kingdom may not have a geographical location in the world yet, but the kingdom is where the king reigns. The kingdom is in our hearts, God. May it be, may it be ever more so, and may we be the means for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We know it will be. God, may it be in us today. We love you and we praise you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Welcome to you. It is good to see you today. Good to be in the house of the Lord together. You guys sound fabulous. As always, you look great too, in case anyone hadn't told you that this morning. We are glad to have you here worshiping with us today. Thank you for choosing to be with us. If you are a guest today, uh, we would like to especially welcome you. Thank you for choosing to be with us today. We would love to be able to connect with you, to know you're here. Uh, we can do that one of several ways. You can fill out a new here card and drop it in the offering bucket as it comes by. Uh, we have a guest station out with a gift for you that you could stop by and just check in with us on your way out just to let us know. Uh, we would just love to be able to make that connection with you. If you're online today, you can also do that online as well. We're thankful, thankful that you are here. I'm going to ask the ushers to go ahead and come forward this morning as we continue to worship through our tithes and offerings. Uh, if you are new here with us, this is something that we do as a means to continue to worship, as a means to continue to lift up the name of Jesus and bring his kingdom in through the many ministries that the church is involved in, that you are able to support the things that are coming later this year, VBX and the youth camps and everything that's coming. Your giving supports that. Your giving helps to bring the kingdom into our community through our youth, through our children, through our adults, and we thank you for that. So pray with me to bless this offering today. Father God, again, we lift this up to you. Lord, we don't give anything to you that you have not given to us first. We are only returning to you what you've blessed us with, just a portion of it, just to watch you take and multiply and do amazing things with it. God, we love you. We thank you that you have made yourself known to us. God, help us to know and love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. As the ushers begin to move back, we have some announcements in the video this morning for you to enjoy. Thank you again for being here to worship with us this morning. What's up, CF Paris? We are so excited that you are here with us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, this Wednesday is Worship Wednesday. It's an amazing night of worship, and we would love for you to come and join us and be a part of it. It's this Wednesday at 6.30. See you there. Second announcement, Easter's next Sunday. We would love for you to come and join us for that as well. We have two services, 8 and 10 o'clock. Come and be a part of this year's Easter service. 
All right, guys, coming up on April 15th, it's a Saturday. We have an awesome opportunity to serve the community and join the community. They are doing a citywide cleanup. Um, so if you guys are interested in doing that, there's a table out in the lobby with a sign-up sheet. So go get signed up. It's like, we're just gonna go as a group and pick up trash and just join our community. So we're super excited about doing that. And second of all, there's been a QR code that's been on the screen, probably the whole announcement. So this, this QR code, it's also in the bathrooms. It's on anything we're doing now for sign up. It links to our link tree. So if we talk about signups for camp, we talk about forms, we talk about documents, anything important, we will link there. So if you see that, scan it, and that will get you where you need to be. <clears throat> that's I think it. that's it. Pastor Corey. Coming up. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. I feel like there's still a segment of people that are like, a what? A, a, QR, a QR what? A code that does what? There's quite a few of you. There are. Yeah. All right. You take your phone out and you turn the camera on and you just kind of look at that little thingy that goes up there and, and then all of a sudden like words appear on your phone. And you click on it and it takes you to the interweb, the, the internet, the world wide web. It's just a link where we can very easily, very directly give you all the forms that, uh, that you would ever possibly need. So it's a quick way for us to be able to quickly give you stuff. There you go. Uh, guys, I am, I am super excited today to be in week two of our series, Breaking Free. Uh, and together, the premise behind all of this, this coming up with Breaking Free, this idea of, of being released from the bondage. Again, Christians, we, we have a tendency to immediately recognize sin. We know sin. We've got sin down. We know who the sinners are. It's usually them. Right? Like, we, we know that. But it's, if you look in Hebrews, I'm jumping ahead to three instead of two, sorry. If you look at Hebrews real quickly, I want to jump to, to Hebrews. It, the idea of breaking free is running this race, set free, not just from the sin, which we all can easily recognize, but, but maybe even more so from the weight that just keeps us from being able to run this race, from being able to break free, from being able to run with the fervent like excitement that we should have if, if we know what it means for Christ to be alive in us, to set us free. In fact, that's the, the premise behind everything about our mission statement here. Jumping back to two. <laughs> Everything behind our mission statement here, inspiring people to believe and live like the gospel changes everything. There's, there's almost a problem, though, like right from the setup. Because it's not just about, you can't, you can't inspire others if you yourself aren't living like the gospel changes everything. If you don't believe like the gospel changes everything, if you don't believe it yourself, it's, it's hard then to inspire others. 
So then what is it that's keeping you from breaking free? What is it that's keeping you from walking in full faith, full trust in God? Typically, a lot of times, what it is I've found is, is the simple questions. The questions that we can't answer, and if we can't answer, well, then we'll, well if our friends have questions, I don't want to bring up God because, because then they ask questions, and then i got to explain what I don't know. And so we take a step back. We say, God, I, I don't, that must be the preacher's job. That must be somebody else's job because that, 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 I can't. Because I can't even answer my questions. Part of the weight that slows us down are the questions. But if we truly believe and live like the gospel changes everything, that's, that's everything, everything, everything. Right? I, I mean, it's everything. And if it is everything, then what does that mean? Well, that means, quite honestly, well, it, it's, well it's your job. We pray about our job. It's, it's your relationships. Sure, we, okay, yeah, we, we, we pray about that too. It's your marriage. It's your finances. It's everything. It's every aspect of your life. Do you believe and live like the gospel changes everything? Because if you do, automatically your life is going to inspire others to believe and live like the gospel changes everything. But it's near impossible if you aren't living like the gospel changes everything. Last week we looked at the word of God in, in regards to a question that I think many have, and, and that's, why don't I feel God's presence? Um, next week, next week I'm, I'm excited for Easter. We're going to be talking about one of maybe the most common questions that I hear asked today. One of the most common questions maybe pertaining about God, and, and it falls within the area of why doesn't God seem fair? Or, or why do bad things happen to good people? Look, if uh, let's, let's do this. Quick show of hands. Who've, who's, who's ever asked something anywhere along that line? A lot. Um, if you've ever wondered that or if you know somebody who has, how about this? How about, how about you invite them to church next week? We've got two services, and here's, here's another problem. I'm presenting problems this morning. So two years ago, we did two services. We did an eight and a ten, and we were... We were certain that well, probably everybody's going to show up for the early. And when everybody ended up showing up for the late. So last year, we pre-prepared. Last year, we, we knew, okay, everybody shows up for the late. So we're going we're gonna to have every, like multiple volunteers, double up the volunteers, everything for the 10 o'clock service. And wouldn't you know it, everybody showed up for the 8. We had half the volunteers. And then in the service, in the 10, it was just like, there's half the people. I need you guys to talk amongst yourselves and figure out who's going to what and then who's inviting who to what so we can evenly split up the, the eight and the ten. <laughs> eight and ten. Don't come to the one that your friend's coming to. But come to the one that you're inviting your friend to. Yeah, work with me, folks. All right. Today. <laughs> uh, today. Today. Today, I want to talk about a, a very, very, very common question. 
that if you've ever prayed, if you've ever prayed, you've wondered this. You've asked God to do something. And in asking God to do something, not only were you asking him to do it, by asking him, you knew he could. You knew he could, and even when coming to him, in asking him, you knew he should. Like, like this situation was legit. God, I know you can, and I know you should. So you ask, and yet God doesn't. Why didn't God do what I asked? Why didn't God answer my prayer? Another show of hands. Who's, who's ever asked something similar? Wow, man, some of y'all are faithful prayers. It's not that you're not praying. It's that you just, every one of your prayers are always answered. I'm impressed. No, that's great for, for the rest of you. Why? Why didn't God do what I wanted him to do? It's a question that, quite honestly, I hear a lot, I, and it stumbles. It, it creates confusion in us, and with that confusion, again, is just another weight that keeps us from being able to break free and run this race, inspiring others. So, look, I, <laughs> I, I, the amount of different stories I, I've, I've talked to, spoken to, prayed with, different people that have, have, have been praying for their marriage, like, God, I, I'm believing, and, and you're praying for their marriage, and, and then they see it ended up in divorce, bitter, ugly, hurtful. I've seen others pray for healing. God, I, I know you can, and, and if there was ever anybody that could, like you could, and I know you should because this person deserves it. And, and even though you pray and you believe and you know that person still doesn't get healed. You're praying for finances just to make it. God, I, my family, I want to... I wanna, whether it's a better job, whether it's a promotion, whether it's something, God, I'm believing, I'm praying, I, I know you can, I know you should, and God, if ever, my family, my family needs it right now, and, and yet instead, what you see could very well be the business going under, or worse, you lose your job, and then you're sitting there going, God, I, I prayed, I believed. For others here, maybe you, maybe you already, you, you believed for a friend, you, you wanted them to, to experience the God that you experienced too. And, and, and so you were excited and you started praying and you're praying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm believing. I'm believing for this one. And the more you pray, it seems like the further away they just seem to step. Why didn't God answer my prayer? I, I want to show us quickly some some biblical reasons I see as to why we feel like God didn't answer our prayers. Uh, but then, not, not closing us out on the negative, as we learned last week, my wife so brilliantly told me, we're going to end on the positive. What is prayer? Why do we pray? What's the point of prayer? What is prayer? Uh, but to start, reasons why God may not answer your prayers. The first, the first possible reason is maybe Maybe you have a broken relationship, at which point most people immediately think, well, 
Well, if God would answer my prayers, that relationship wouldn't be broken. But I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about this relationship. You might have a broken relationship here that's affecting here. Wait, 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 Corey. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't like people. Don't want to like people. I can love them because God said I had to, but that's about as far as I go. Uh, scripture's clear. Your prayer life with God could very well be hindered due to broken personal relationships. And the truth is, I, like, I, I, don't, I can't tell you, I couldn't be honest enough and tell you what level of angry God gets with whatever level of broken relationship you've created. I, I don't know. Like, like if, if you're mad at your friend, does it really affect your relationship? Can God not hear you now anymore? If you're mad at your wife, no, most definitely, God doesn't hear you. <laughs> You're wrong. That's the end of that's the end of it. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, wouldn't it be great if there was a scale and you could say, "Well, I, I really don't like them, but how much is it really going to affect my talking to God?" Like, God, can I can I not like them and you still kind of hear my prayers? Maybe just on weekends you hear my prayers. I, I don't know, but I can say, I, being a father. I can kind of put myself in, in maybe not God's position, but in the thought and in the thought and the mindset of a father. And as a father, I can't tell you how many times my kids from the back will want something. Oh, they'll beg for that special treat. They'll want something. Let's stop here for a snack. Let's do this. They want something. And then at the same time, they're bickering and fighting. And they're just mm, and mm, and mm. And like each one of them, I didn't touch you. Yeah, oh my, that state. Oh. As a father who loves them dearly, I don't want to give them what they want. I can look in the rearview mirror and say, I don't want to. Daddy, will you stop it? No. <laughs> I, now, yes, that can very easily, very quickly stumble, slip into <laughs> An attitude that is not godly, but in the sense, in the idea of there's a father in heaven who, who loves us dearly. And, and, and at times, we are sitting here just bickering and fighting and making reasons to hate each other. All the while looking at God going, God, God, would you please bless me? Would you give to me? God, I need your help in this situation, not, not with that situation. 1 John 4. 1 John 4 says you can't go around saying, I love God, but, but not those people. So God very directly says, your horizontal relationships, the relationships we have with each other, directly affect your vertical relationships, your relationship with God. Matthew 5, Jesus says this, if you're on the way to church and you're about to offer your gift, you're about to come in and worship God. But you get there and you remember, wait a second, I'm still mad at so-and-so. Jesus says, if you remember you have something against someone, stop your worship. First, go and reconcile that relationship, make it right, and then come back and give thanks. That's a little more direct. 
Uh, we're going to look at another one, Mark 11. Mark 11, words of Jesus, I tell you, you can pray for anything. So right off the bat, we know what the subject matter is, right? We're talking about prayer. My direct communication to God. You can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, again, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against. Man, I hate that. <laughs> I'm like, God, do I have to? First forgive anyone that you're holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So Jesus, talking about praying, very, very directly says, if you've got a relationship that's not right, you've got to deal with it before you pray to me. Why didn't God answer my prayer? Maybe, maybe you have a broken relationship. Another, another possible reason, another possible reason why God may not be hearing your prayer, what we see in Scripture is, is maybe you're praying with the wrong motives. James 4, verse 3, look at this. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. Ooh, who wants to win the lottery with me? What if today, what if today I guaranteed that somebody in this room was going to win the lottery? Like, already, your minds are working. Like, you're, you're sitting there, you're thinking, all right, all right, I'm, 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 in, I'm, I'm in church, so I got, I, got to, I got to do that 10% thing. <laughs> but if only one person's winning, and I'm doing that 10% thing, and then, and then Mr., Mr. Righteous so-and-so over here, I know he's going to, like, go up to 12 or 15. Crap. All right, all right, 20. What? I'll do 20. If one person's going to win today, it's at 20 now. Anybody want to do 25? <laughs> at some point, we start actually deducting, well, it's not worth it to me anymore. What do I get if, if I'm giving it all? Whew. All the while, God is saying, you're praying with the wrong motive. The Pharisees, the Pharisees did this all the time. We, we see this throughout Scripture. They would, they would stand on the, on the street corners, and, and they would yell as loud as they could, Heavenly Father! And they would offer up these loud, boisterous prayers. Not, not so that God could hear them. Simply for the purpose of who's going to see me. God, why, why didn't you answer my prayer? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're praying for the attention of the people and not for the heart of God. Maybe you're praying with the wrong motives. Maybe a broken relationship, maybe ulterior motives. Uh, the third possibility, the third possibility is maybe, maybe, maybe you don't believe God will. You know he can, but you just, 
You just don't know if he will for you. Uh, in Mark chapter 9, there's a story about a father, a father and his son. And the son was possessed with an evil spirit, Scripture says. And anybody, 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 a parent or not, I, you can only just imagine this father's heartache, turmoil, as his son was literally trying to kill himself, slash himself, inflict pain upon himself, all the while as well inflicting pain upon others. It had to break this father's heart. I, 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 he's he's lurk looking for, for anything, any answer, anything. Lord God, I, this, is, this is my plea. And in Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 22, the father looks at Jesus and he says, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And, and Jesus' response, I, I, don't, I don't think he's offended or hurt. That's not him, but, but the response back is, is he questions the very question. If you can? You're asking me if you can. And he goes on and he says, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible for him who believes. So very clearly, your faith matters when you pray. Your faith makes a difference in your prayer life. And the truth with that is also, there's a lot of people today who call themselves Christians who really don't believe God will. They know he can. I believe. But do you believe God will? Do you understand his love for you, his goodness for you? Do you recognize how much he loves you? Are you stuck in the unanswered prayers? Your faith matters. There's also on the, on the flip side, uh, in the Christian world, there's, um, there's a, a teaching called word of faith. Word of faith teaching is, is basically, if, if you believe it, if you say it, you claim it. Name it and claim it. So if you, if you believe and you have faith strong enough, then whatever you say, God's, God's got to do it because you said it. <laughs> Let me remind you. God's not here to serve us. We're here to serve him. Come on. Wouldn't it be great, though, if God were here to serve us? Uh, I mean, come on. Like, I've got some prayers, God. I want to throw up a few. But no, we're here to serve him. Um. So with that, I, I want to be clear that just because you have faith, it, it doesn't mean that God's got to do it. But at the same time, your faith does matter. Uh, and and that's, that's hard. That's one of those questions that, that I'm, I'm admitting to you. I, I can't draw a line for you. 
It's one of the nuances of God that I, I just, I can't explain. I don't know where that weight is. But I know that your faith matters. In James chapter 1, speaking on wisdom, James writes, he says, when a person asks for wisdom, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So our faith matters. It's believing that God cares enough about you. It's knowing him. The fourth reason that uh, a lot of people tend to question their prayers to God is the best. It's also the hardest. And it's simply, maybe God has something different. <laughs> Ooh. Look, it, it, this, one, this one's hard. This one's difficult. Because typically what happens in conflict, we know what we need best. I can't tell you how many times I've approached a situation and look, I'm just being truthful, I'm not boasting, but I knew what to do. I knew what was best. I'm that good. I mean, I knew. Golly, I can't thank God enough that there's a lot of what I knew I knew that didn't happen. And at the time, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't what I'd wish on even an enemy. Usually involves hurt, pain, something. But on, on the flip side, like after, after you've walked through and trusted him, you've believed? Oh my gosh, man. See, it's, it's then that your faith grows. It's when you believe. When you trust him through the hard times, all of a sudden, those moments that you come out on the other side, that, that elation becomes even greater. Because you trusted him, you had faith, you believed in him. Maybe God has something different. 1 John 5 says this, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. So, so we have the confidence that if we ask something according to his will, he hears us, and, and, and we will have what we ask of him. But the beauty <laughs> is we also have the confidence to know that if we're asking God for something outside of his will, even though we think it's best, if we're asking God for something outside of his will, even though we believe that we know that we know it's right, even though we're certain this is what God should do for us, I thank God that he loves us enough to not 
give us what we want when we ask outside of his will. Um, as I look through Bible characters, the, the Apostle Paul is one who I would, uh, like, like if there's anybody who should have their prayers answered, like all of the time, it's the Apostle Paul. I, I mean, <laughs> the trouble and the turmoil, the mess that this guy went through in life. We think we got it bad. Like I, I, I was working in the yard yesterday and we pulled up this really heavy, it was this metal, it's not that thick, it's pretty thick metal. It was, it was probably maybe, mm, I'll say a millimeter thick. It was thick metal, it was really thick. We pulled it out of the ground, it was the old edging and we threw it on the side of the yard and then I picked up something else really heavy because that's what I do, I pick up heavy stuff. Uh, and I walked backwards because that's what I do too. And don't you know it, I tripped right over that stupid metal thing. And in tripping backwards, I caught myself because I'm also very agile. Thank you very much. But I didn't really. And I, I, I anyway, I tore up my leg. And don't you know that I was, I was, well, God shouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> I think about my hurts and my troubles, and then I think about Paul. And I'm like, oh, man. The 39 lashes Jesus got, Peter, Peter was what? How many times? Five? I mean, the man was righteous and served God faithfully. That's a man, that's a man who should have his prayers answered. And yet, if you read, if you read his story, you're going to read about him talking. He, he says, there was, there was a thorn, an affliction in my side, something that, that I went to God and I prayed that he would remove. And, and I think a lot of times we skim over that because we've done the same thing. We've prayed that God would remove that thing from our life. But to define a little bit better what it means when you read in the scriptures, you, you look up that word in the Greek. When, when Paul prayed to have it removed, what it means is there, was, there were periods of time that he dedicated solely directly to praying about that situation. Prayer and fasting, seeking God that he would remove that from his life. That may be a little bit more of a prayer than I've ever prayed to have something removed from my life. But if there is anybody, right, it's Paul. And, and listen to this. God, God didn't do what Paul knew he could do. Didn't do what Paul thought he should do. Instead, God did something different. And I can guarantee it was never a part of Paul's plan. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have continued praying, seeking God that he would have it removed. Not a part of Paul's plan. But God said in my sovereignty, I want you to learn that my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you. And through that, Paul's faith in God, it did something supernatural within him that then empowered him to become the person that God created him to be. It was his faith in God that empowered him to be the man of God that God always knew he was. Ooh, wow. Where's your faith in God? Do you know him? Do you know that he loves you? 
Look, I, I thank God again that he hasn't, he hasn't given me exactly what I needed. <laughs> I, I would not be standing here. God said no to things that I, I knew he should have done. But he did it so that I could see something that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. I want to summarize, and, and then we're going to close out in prayer. Um, what do I believe about prayer? What do I believe about prayer? Prayer, prayer reminds me that, that I'm not in control. Prayer reminds me that I'm not in control, and it, it keeps me close to the one who I know is. Prayer reminds me that although I think I know what the situation should be, I don't usually know what the situation is, while reminding me there is one who knows. Prayer is not so much about my wants as it is about God's will, about his purpose in my life. It's, it's, not, it's not God do what I want, God, I need this. God, intervene here. God, would you affect this? So much as it is just getting to know him. Look, I, I think we're scared of prayer sometimes because we'll, we know we should pray for our food so we can do that. We make it really big. At the, at the, everybody, everybody stand up at Brahms. We're going to stand really tall and loud now. We know that one. We know how to do that one. But, but like prayer, the rest of it, we don't, really, we don't really get. And it's more so just because we don't, we don't understand. All it is, we've made it some big thing, but all it is, is is talking. It's communication. How do you talk to your buddy? How do you talk to your wife, your, your husband, your, your friend? How do you talk to a neighbor? How do, you, how do you talk to somebody? Because it's in talking, it's in communication that you get to know somebody like i i can i can tell everybody here today that that yeah i i i know i know uh i know mark cuban i've never met him right so th there's no relationship there's no depth i've met jerry jones yeah that's right y'all want me to make a phone call he saw me at a burger joint. He said, hey, do you want a picture? I said, yes. And we took a picture and that was it. I don't know the guy because there's no relationship. I have, I have a relationship with my wife. We talk, we communicate. There's times we don't and that's bad. There's times we do and that's good. Communication, that's all prayer is. Prayer is getting to know God. It's, it's talking to him and listening to him. And that's, it's difficult to take something that the God of the universe wants, wants to communicate as a friend to me. And, and that just, that doesn't really make sense. That's another question that it just, it doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't, I can't grasp that the God of the universe wants to know me. But that's what it is. The God of the universe wants to know you. Do you take the time to talk, to communicate? Anytime I do pray and something doesn't go my way, 
there's something that I want, something that I need, some big need, I'm reminded of this story. Daniel chapter 3 talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three teenage boys, my gosh, three teenage boys who, who stood against a king that flat out said, look, if you don't bow down and worship me, you're going to burn. And, and I think even that, sometimes we, we've, we've, sit, we've sat around a campfire, so we know what that means. But, but their religion, their belief in that culture at the time was that if there was something going on in your life, what you could do, that you, if you needed to pray, you could pray to their God by offering up a child as a sacrifice. So these massive furnaces were built where babies were even stuffed into jars and thrown into the furnace. And, and scripture talks about how much God abhorred, abhorred that religion, that belief, that you would take it out on an innocent life. And so these furnaces were built that, that, that were massive and you could turn up the fire to raging hot heats that would, that would literally incinerate humans and bone to dust. I'm talking crematorium stuff. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stand in the face of this king who flat out says, you're going to worship me, you're going to bow down, or, or you're going in that furnace. And they say, God, God says no. <laughs> Here's what they say. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us. He is able and he will. He is able, my God is able and my God will. But even if he doesn't, we will not serve your gods. You wanna know what I believe about prayer? I believe God can, I believe God will. And even if he doesn't, I still believe. Come on. Each and every one of us. God can answer my prayer. I, I believe hands down that all things are possible with God. I believe God will answer my prayer. I look, I, I believe that God is good, so good, and he wants to bless his children. I believe God can. I believe God will. But even if he doesn't, my faith isn't in an outcome. My faith is in a God who's eternal and who I know loves me. My faith is in him. I still believe. Even if he doesn't, I still believe. Would y'all stand with me as I, I close in prayer this morning? I, uh, I want to ask a, a couple questions of you, and, and it's going to take you just a minute. You might have to stand for more than one. But hear me, please, as you're standing, I, I'm guessing there's many here who at a point in time in their life prayed for something, and whatever it was didn't happen. And in some way, whatever it was, it built, it built some sort of wedge, a question, a divide between you and God. I'm, I'm not certain that I can trust. I don't know. 
And since then, you haven't wholly put your faith in him. Look, I'm, I'm glad you're here today. Because I truly believe that it is the heart of God. It's the heart of our Father. It's the heart of a loving God whose purpose was that you would be here today. Because I believe, I believe he wants to heal those relationships. There are those here who've been hurt in the past, disappointed in, in some way. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's time to trust him. Trust him with everything. With everything, with everything, that's, that's trusting him with forgiveness. It's trusting him with your past, your present, your future. That's trusting him with your relationships. It's trusting him with your marriage. It's trusting him with everything. Your whole heart to give your life wholly. Real quickly, just a show of hands, I'm going to pray for two different groups this morning. Um, if there's those of you that have prayed for something and, and it didn't work out like you thought it should, and in some way it rattled you, if you would real quickly, if you could be so honest just to raise your hand, I want to pray for you. Awesome. 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 Across the room. Um, you can put your hands down. Next, I, I want to see, <laughs> I want to see the hands of those who, the hands of those who are praying for something big right now, something significant in their life. Awesome. Um, I'm going to, I want to pray for both, but before I do, if I can encourage you. I made sure every hand down before we, we continue. Uh, every Christian, every Christian, every Christian should have a hand raised on that last one. It's not a reprimand. It's not a reproach. I'm in, this, is, this is an encouragement. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build you up right here. Every Christian should have their hand up on that last question. Because every single one of us should be praying, should be challenged to pray for something big in our lives. If we believe God is who he says he is, and we know that he loves us, we know that he cares for us, then, then why aren't you praying for something big? Why aren't you praying for even just one? Just one that you invite to sit with at Easter service. Just one. And again, I, I, I joke, I joke, but I, I'm being serious when I say it's not about our membership. It's not about our numbers. It's about people coming to Christ. And if they go to another church after this, that's fine. But it's, but it's about relationship. It's about you being involved in their life so much so that they are inspired to live and believe like the gospel changes everything. Every believer should be always praying, praying for something big. What's yours? Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Lord God, I pray this morning that, that you, you would build our faith, that you would build the faith of your people here today. God, I pray that we would seek you in prayer to, to know you, to know you, God, not to have our way with you, Father, but to know you and that our faith would grow. God, 
for those that are hurting this morning, those that are hurting over a disappointment, I, I pray that there would be a healing in their hearts today. God, I, I know there's many who are hurting, confused, disappointed, Lord, and it's simply because you didn't do what we know you could and thought you should. Father, I pray, I pray that we would lean into your goodness, that we would lean in, Lord God, and trust you. Father, I, I also pray for, for those who are praying for something significant today. A challenge, a burden, Lord God, whatever that situation is, I pray that as they lift their hearts to you in prayer, that, that you would build their faith in a way, Lord God, that we can't even begin to describe. God, I pray for miracles. I pray for healing. God, I know, I know that you can. I pray for healing in relationships. God, I, I pray for healing in marriages. God, I, I pray for healing in finances. I pray for spiritual breakthroughs. I pray for salvations, for lives, Lord God. I pray that our faith would grow. God, we believe you can. We, we believe that you will. And Lord, even if you don't, we still believe. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Can we close with a simple line? We still believe. Come on. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning, church. Be blessed. God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you. Don't forget, Worship Wednesday. It's going to be great.